Yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man, I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. Yeah, man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, keep tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, he know what he be talking about. Mike and Charles, they know what they be talking about. They compress the analytic data with the hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot. And who the ball? So listen to Professor, yes sir. And pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bills inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington Charles. This Mike Washington is out on assignment. We should have AD Drew joining us as we get into uh, our segment for poll rankings and games of the week and see what he thinks, much like Charles, as we get into it. But uh, I always like the show where the uh, diaspora is there in the place. And I'm not sure where you would be, but we at the games all Saturday as things came through uh, when you talked about Coco Golf. I got a text from the wife. She was so excited. Obviously, the Atlanta connection. and She won the U.S. Open first major. Uh, but there was a component where they were talking about some questions that were brought up. And I thought I'd share this oh, fantastically in terms of the HBCU connection. Uh, 19-year-old Coco Golf, as you know by now, won the Grand Slam. Coco shared that she has gone to the FAMU and Bethune-Cookman Classic, like a lot of people out of Florida and throughout the country, either directly connected or not. Then she shared more details where she was quoted as saying, my family pretty much grew up like like in HBCU, she said, quote, my cousins go to Bethune-Cookman. Quote, if I were to go to college, and I still want to, you know, at least online in person is not possible at this point. But I always said it had to be an HBCU. I always said, you know, if tennis didn't take the route that it did look, I would have 100% would have wanted to go HBCUs. HBCUs are important, and having spaces where Black people can feel free to be creative and live their life is important. Having these spaces are important if you look at the way that HBCU started. The historical context behind it is pretty incredible how far we have to come and become one of the top institutions in the country in club. As you know, who was the first Black tennis player to win a Grand Slam title in 1956 as a sculpture dedicated to her in front of Arthur Ashe Stadium that was unveiled four years ago. As you know, he is a alumni FAMU University. So pretty sweet to see that connection. You know, I had to find a way to do it. I was excited uh, checking it out as well. Um, hate that I didn't get to see it. I was out there in the hot sun in Prairie View, Texas, uh, checking out that game, but that's about as much as I want to talk about the Prairie View game on Saturday. With that being <laughs> said, Charles, what kind of news of the day do you have? Ah, uh, yeah, let's take a look at uh, the uh, players of the week in uh, the MIAC and the SWAG. We'll start off uh, in the MIAC. Let's take a look at uh, Norfolk State junior quarterback Otto Coons was named the MIAC Football Offensive Player of the Week, presented by Coca-Cola, Morgan State senior. Defensive back Jordan Tolls. Uh, he earned a defensive player of the week while uh, Morgan State freshman Shane Messenger was named the rookie of the week. Let's take a look at Otto Coons, the 6'4, 194 pound junior from 
Norfolk State connected on 15 to 20 passes for 199 yards with three touchdowns uh, with passes of 41, 38, and nine yards in the 31 to 23 win against Hampton. He also rushed four times, 15 yards. Jordan Toll, 6'1", 209-pound senior defensive back, collected two key interceptions uh, during the Bears' upset bid against the Akron Zips. He also recorded five tackles, two solo, a part of the Bears' defense that guarded a shutout in the third quarter. So those were your offensive and defensive players of the week in the MEAC. Good stuff. Shout out to all, all the players of the week in the MEAC. You know, they do an offensive lineman, uh, rookie, as well as specialists. Uh, and so you see all those folks represented. Uh, great news there. have a bit of some tough news that I need to uh, get out to those that are reading about it. And for those that may have not gotten this update, Grambling State released an update on Quavius Richmond, injury from uh, the LSU game this past weekend. This is coming directly from gsutigers.com. Richmond is a six foot two, 215 pound linebacker from Shreveport, Louisiana, who prepped at Woodlawn High School. He was credited with three total tackles, one solo in the Saturday game until his injury. The direct statement that is coming from the uh, Vice President of Intercollegiate Athletics at Grammar State University, Dr. Travion Scott, uh, said during the Saturday night contest at LSU, GSU linebacker Jaquavis Richard, Richmond suffered an apparent injury to the head neck area. He was taken to Our Lady of the Lake Regional Medical Center where he has received exceptional care from the wonderful medical staff. This morning, he underwent successful surgery to address the injury, the Department of Athletics would like to thank the GSU Sports Medicine staff, Oshner LSU Health, GSU Athletic, and University Administrative Staff, GSU President Richard Rick Gallup, Jr., LSU President Tate, and A.D. Woodard, Deputy A.D. Osbury, Associate A.D. for Sports Medicine, Mickey Collins, and the respective staffs for their assistance and response last night. Once again, we want to thank the wonderful athletic trainers medical staffs of both Grambling State, LSU, and Our Lady of the Lake Regional Medical Center on the extraordinary care and response for Quavis. At this time, there will be no further comment on this matter. So certainly continued prayers go out uh, for the best health and recovery of Jaquavius Richmond. Um, and I'm sure at the appropriate time, we'll get more information. Uh, with that being said, on a more positive note, let me go back to you, Charles, in terms of uh, I know you want to provide some more updates on players of the week. This time, yeah, I think, take, from the SWAC. Yeah, let's take a look at the SWAC. Uh, the SWAC has named Alabama A&M's Ryan Morrow and Terrell Gardner, along with Florida A&M's Isaiah Major and Arkansas Pine Bluffs. Jonas Davis is SWAC football players of the week for their impressive performances during games played this past weekend. Let's take a look at A&M's Ryan Morrow. Morrow was a key contributor uh, for Alabama A&M's offense. Offensive unit during the Bulldogs' home opener versus Lane. He rushed 18 times, tallying 191 yards rushing, along with three touchdowns. On the defensive side of the ball, Isaiah Major was all over the field for FAMU's uh, defense in a non-conference road out against South Florida. Uh, he finished the game with 11 tackles, three tackles for a loss and two sacks. Major and the Rattlers defense held USF offense to less than 350 yards after they had over 500-plus yards at Western Kentucky during week one. Now let's take a look at the newcomer of the week in the swag. Uh, it is Arkansas Pine Bluff, Jonathan Davis. Davis put on a show 
uh, in the uh, non-conference outing versus Tennessee State, Southern Heritage Classic, carried 24 times for 167 yards, including a four-yard touchdown and caught three passes, 46 yards. So those are your players of the week in the SWAC. Shout out to the SWAC players of the week. Good stuff with these folks getting it done. Got one more player of the week that I want to get out there. You know, you have the partnership with the Big South, an OVC uh, member of Tennessee State, as you have the defensive player of the week, James Green, linebacker, 6'1", 220-pound uh, grad, Olympia, Florida, out of Tennessee State. Green was a force in the Tennessee State 24-14 victory over Arkansas Power Bluff. Uh, uh, in the Battle of the Southern Heritage Classic in Memphis, uh, the graduate made 11 tackles, six solo of the Tigers' defense. But his biggest play of the game came with seconds remaining, uh, holding a 17-14 slight advantage. Green scooped up a block game-time field goal uh, attempt uh, and raced 92 yards of score to put the game on ice for TSU victory. So shout out James Green. And getting that done. One other thing before we go to this first break, we'll come back on the side. We'll have 80 Drew as well as yourself as our break down the top 10. A little tease there, Charles. You see that? You like that? Indeed. <laughs> HBCU Ghost secures multi year broadcast partnership agreement with CIAA for football, men's and women's basketball, and Olympic sports to 2032. Uh, this is out of the CIAA. Remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about them not coming to agreement? Well, they mm-hmm. have now. Allen's Media Group, AMG, announced a 10-year media rights partnership with CIAA that grants HBCU Go cable linear streaming broadcast POD and pay-per-view rights coverage of all CIAA team sports through June 30th, 2032. Big contract there, big agreement. And I heard a little bird told me that SIC may be on the way. We'll see what that looks like. Let's get into our first break, and we'll come back on the other side with some uh, top 10 poll rankings and see what A.D. Drew and Charles thinks about that. Stick with us. We'll be right back. If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is always Ultra Thin's reinvented with the always triple protection system. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra Thins. This is always like never before. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk, chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. Them belly full, but we Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Oh, we've got a Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCS 10 Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. 
You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSM Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. As technology continues to bring changes to the world of education, it's time we also reimagine teacher professional development. Gone are the days of one-size-fits-all learning that can only be accessed at a specific time and place. The Stride PD Center is an on-demand library of mobile-friendly courses that allow educators to learn anytime and anywhere. Our dynamic courses provide bite-sized learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours. The best professional development plans are those that include a level of flexibility and choice for educators. Whether you're a teacher, school, or district, visit us today to take charge of your learning. Compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to allow that. So listen to Professor Yes, sir. And pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBC Sports Lab with Charles Bishop and A.D. Drew. With that being said, we'll get into the mid-major rankings. Week number two, things have changed, or maybe not. Let's see. I can tell you this. There were two teams that dropped out this week, Drew and Charles. With that being said, the teams that dropped out were Central State Matadors, lost last weekend. They're one and one on the season, as well as their rival, Kentucky State Thoroughbreds. They lost. Uh, in their second week after uh, getting the big win the first week, falling to 0-1 Kentucky State Thoroughbreds, they lost to a team that you know about, A.D. Drew, Tuskegee. Receiving votes this week was West Virginia State Yellow Jackets at a 1-1, 1-0 in conference. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about a big game they have this week in conference play in the next segment. But with that being said, also receiving votes was Fort Valley State, the Wildcats. One and one on the season, one and oh in conference play, 111 points as Yellow Jackets had 116. And right behind them, Central States, they still receiving votes, so they're in the mix. One and one on the season, 109 uh, points total. Let's get in the top seven and see who makes the top seven list. With that being said, at number seven, uh, you got going there is Bowie State Bulldogs. They get in the mix and they are getting it done. As they lost, they fall a couple of spots there as they were previously, I believe, at number three last weekend, getting it done. Uh, one and one on the season, but couldn't quite move there. Moving to number six, you have none other than Allen Yellow Jackets as they Ooh. continue to win. They're one and oh. They had another game, so it could be two and oh. Uh, but that game was an exhibition game, so we don't put it on the schedule there uh, as they keep in the mix, 113 points as they were not ranked. Bringing us to number five. At number five, we have none other than Miles Golden Bears. Miles Golden Bears is doing well. They're in uh, the top seven at number five. They continue to move up the ladder as they jump into the polls this rank as they were not ranked, just like Allen was not ranked last week. They're 2-0, 1-0, getting that big victory over in-state rival. That's Alabama State, and guess what? They have Arkansas Pine Bluff this week, so they have a chance to make back-to-back week statements at the FCS level 
within the SWAT. It'll be interesting to see what that looks like. Bringing us to number four as we continue to roll up the track and down the track, Tuskegee. Tuskegee is rolling. Golden Tigers ahead of schedule in many people's eyes. They're getting it done in terms of what they get there. They're 2-0 and on the season, open up in the Real Tales Classic. They come back and get it done against Kentucky State in a conference game. So they're up early, 2-0, 1-0. A lot of folks are smiling. Uh, they uh, move up a spot from being five last week with 151 points as they keep going. With that being said, let's get into number three. At number three this week is none other than Virginia State Trojans. They got a big non-conference win, 2-0. Uh, one first-place vote, they snuck out of that after this uh, win there. First week, remember, they beat Norfolk State. And, hey, what would you say? Norfolk State got a win over their rival in Hampton at the FCS level, so it makes a win over uh, Norfolk State by Virginia State even stronger. They're rolling uh, as they roll 165 points. Um, they were previous ranked four, so they move up a spot this week as they continue to win. Bring us to number two. There are no changes this week at the two spot as Virginia Union Panthers keep rolling. They are 2-0, two first-place votes, but uh, they remain at two uh, as the big dog that continues to eat, or I should say cat, Tigers continue to dumb. But Virginia Union Panthers are rolling good football uh, as they continue to get it done there. Bringing us to the number one spot this week, if you would, is Benedict Tigers. Uh, as they move to 2-0, and uh, six first-place votes as they just keep rolling, getting done. Big stuff, big spots for the first two teams in the rankings. Benedict did get a conference win as they have 186 points, remain at first place in week number two in the rankings. I'm going to go to you, Charles, as you were small and up and down, especially at the bottom couple of teams in the list. Uh, what do you think of my top seven this week, Charles? No, I was really curious where Miles was going to jump in. Uh, but I, I can go with him at four. I, I, I was, I, I wanted to get him. I wanted to sneak him in front of Tuskegee, but Tuskegee got a couple quality wins. I, I, I go with that. I, I don't, I don't, I don't have any qualms with Tuskegee being where they are. Uh, but I can't say enough about Benedict. <laughs> they played two games. They don't shut out two opponents. I, that's oh man, you talk about. <laughs> Talk about being being no. dominant and, and sending statements out to everybody, like you know, anything got to come. Yeah, you want to shut up? Yeah, 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 yeah. They issue left hooks from a jump. So, uh, kudos to Bennett and, and Chittis Berry, and and don't take any calls from Baton Rouge right now, Coach Berry. Just just chill out. <laughs> <laughs> Man, y'all just be rushing all this stuff. Before I go to you, Drew, I'm going to come back to Charles for one more question. Since he said he was looking for Miles was, he wasn't too upset with that, but he thought maybe he wanted to push him over to Skiggy. Last week, Tuskegee was at five. They won, they slide up. So you wanted, you were considering, I guess, uh, maybe that Miles should jump over to Skiggy? I, I, I considered it. They're 2-0. Oh, um and have UAPB this weekend. So I, I, I let's see what happens after UAPB because I, I that 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 was really impressive, uh, especially when you start talking about people were saying Alabama State is going to be a swag East contender. They have the defense and 
they got a D two loss on the legend. You know, that, that's 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 pretty impressive. I take my hat off to the Miles program. Miles is back in the football business, man. Miles versus Tuskegee, they can't get here fast enough. Exactly. Great tease, and you led perfectly and sent that fastball to Drew. Before I ask him about the top ten, I got to ask him about that same question. You can't be biased, Drew, and I know you can do it. <laughs> Miles ranking Tuskegee. If you take out the ranking before season, obviously you probably understand the reference about it's hard for a team to necessarily jump a team that's been ahead of them. But right now, I can't ask you this. Which one do you think are playing better football? Huh. Here, here's my answer, Doc. Tuskegee, they, they got the victory against Fort Valley, but they had to hold on for Ooh, that victory good. against Fort Valley. Uh, you know, and kudos to the Tuskegee defense for stopping Fort Valley six times six inside times. the five-yard line. You yeah. know, that's un- that that's unprecedented. That's you know, that that that's almost almost on the level of what Benedict is doing to every doggone body. They not even let you get they not even let you get down there. But the the fact that Miles has a victory against an FCS uh yeah, Miles has a victory against the FCS. So of the Two that you would consider their quality games. Which one is more impressive to to the eye of the voter? Holding on for a victory against Fort Valley or beating, like Charles said, a team that was predicted to be a contender to challenge Florida A&M and Jackson State in the SWAC East. Uh, a team who I picked to finish ahead of one of, one of those two teams to, to kind of break mm. up the party, just, just being honest. So given that factor, I really have to consider I would have put miles ahead of Tuskegee, taking all bias out for the fact that I graduated from Tuskegee. I think the Miles victory over Alabama State impressed impressed me if I was voting in your poll a little bit more than Tuskegee holding on against a Fort Valley in week one. Which also brings I told up you the argument. A professional. I told you he was a professional. Well job. Yeah. Well job. But but it also brings up the argument of should Bowie State be ahead of Allen? Allen 2-0, one of them is an Ooh. exhibition game. And Bowie State with the victory over an FCS opponent is that FCS victory enough to bump them, even though they're the only team in your top seven with they lost. Should that be enough like to bump that. them over a team with the D2 win and an exhibition win, although be it over a D2 team? Uh, but you know, just, just just some things that if I was voting in your poll, I would have to do some real soul searching before I check which box I put those uh, two in. Top three, no no problems with those uh, top three. That, that that's that's perfect right there. And, Alan is uh, applying the oil. I, like yeah. I like it. Good point by both of y'all. Let's get into our, our next break. We'll come back because we got some major games we need to discuss. We'll take our second break. We'll come back right back on the other side. You see how these guys break that down. I have no argument in regards to that. You know, usually the way Mike doesn't, I like to turn off mics, but these gentlemen <laughs> in such high esteem that I can't even get mad at them. Well done. I, in fact, I might have to think twice and actually agree with them in that. But you know, just, just saying. We'll be right back on the other side of this second break. 
The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvée. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. You see, Head & Shoulders has scalp shield technology, protects against flakes even between washes. It's never not working. Kind of like us. We're never not working. Number 15? That's my rub. Ooh, nice. Never not working. Never, ever, never, ever not working. Welcome, everybody, to Juneau, Alaska. I don't like this one. Me neither. Let's get out of here. Dandruff protection that's never not working. Head & Shoulders scalp shield technology. When you're looking for the latest information on Southern University Sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics, there's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. The analytic data with your hip-hop, if you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love you, and so listen to Professor Yes Sir, yes, sir. and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Ville's Inside HBC Sports Lab. Let's get into some mid-major classic games of the week. We're going to head up to the East Coast, if you would. East Rutherford, New Jersey, HBCU NYC football class. SIEC matchup that is out of SIEC territory. It's going to be all in the state. Uh, Golden Rams versus Morehouse Maroon Tigers. Most of these teams have losses. One of them is trying to get the first win of the season. Want to see which y'all are going and which direction you're going there. If we were going to go in terms of just how deep they're buried in terms of the rankings, Albany State is 16th in terms of all the mid-major teams out there. Maroon Tigers at 25. So tough matchup. Only mid-major classic of the week. You got to go there. Sometimes it happens. That being said, Drew, I know it's hard to get excited about this game, but which direction are you going? Uh, I said this on Sunday show. By rule, someone has to win this game. So let's start, <laughs> let's start off right there. <laughs> you know, there are no more ties in college football. Uh, everyone knows I live down here in South Georgia, so I get local TV coverage out the Albany area. And it's been interesting, not only with the TV coverage down here in this area, but just people who I know who are uh, uh, Albany State fans, they are not dealing with this transition too tough. Uh, Coach Gabe took a lot of the big horses with him 
to mm-hmm. North Carolina when he went. So Coach Quinn has Coach Quinn Gray has had to rebuild, and now he's trying to build a team that is faster than what you've seen. So the Albany State, once they get it figured out, will be no more three yards in the cloud of dust, ground control, playing good defense. They're looking to try to spread it out and do what everybody else is doing. Problem is, right now, he doesn't have all of the horses to do what he wants to do. And then you've got then you got Morehouse, who's going through a total rebuild right now. If you're saying a team that needs this game more than the other one, Albany State needs this game more than Morehouse. I think the people in Atlanta, the Morehouse fans, could stomach, you know, going through this rebuild this season. These people down here in South Georgia, they – they can't deal with this, uh, bro. This is this is this is sickening to their stomach right here. Watching this Albany State team play these last uh, two weeks, but Morehouse will probably win the battle of the fans and probably have more fans in the uh, out of the New York area in this particular game. Yeah, good point. Let me go to you, Charles. Let's see. You got your head down. You act like you, in Jackson State. You act like y'all, y'all always been winning. You know, it's been tough times. You can show some of these folks some love a little bit. Oh, definitely, yeah. I, I went through seven years of a tough time. Too. It all changed. It all changed. One one fateful September day, it all changed. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> September 21st, if I remember yeah, correct. September 21st. Uh, <laughs> correct, it all changed. But, yeah, you take a look at this game, it's, it's a tough one. And like you said, Drew, somebody got to score. You take a look at all these states, they're only averaging 11.5 points a game, 260 yards a game. Uh, and then you take a look at Morehouse. They're only averaging 16 points a game, uh, 261 yards total, uh, total offense per game. So, you know, it's it's who can figure out how to scare up some points, if you will. And for that reason alone, uh, I like you said, I think Albany State needs this win real bad. But I think Morehouse is going to get it. I think um, uh, the transition, like you said, is going to take at least another week for Albany State. I, I'm going to go with Morehouse in this one. Yeah. You say yes. scare up some points, Charles. This scare game up, will probably yes. be about a 52-45 score just because we said it. You know that. Just because we said it, exactly. exactly. Somebody got to score. Uh, a little, little further back south, still in the East Coast, independent game of the week is West Virginia. State Yellow Jackets. Athens, West Virginia, independent, mid-East conference, conference game, September 6th at 12 noon, high noon. They're just out the top seven West Virginia State Yellow Jackets uh, receiving votes the first team receiving votes uh, they're playing the historically white college University Concord Mountain Lions 0-2-0-1 I gotta believe Yellow Jackets are gonna find a way to get this done and stay in the conference races they're 1-0 and they're gonna send the Mountain Lions on their way but let me go to Charles and see your thoughts on this matchup yeah, I mean, big win coming up for uh, UNC Pembroke uh, from West Virginia State. So this is going to be uh, huge. They got a player. He was a box row player of the week, uh, Donovan Reddick. Uh, you take a look at him last week, 25 of 34, completed 73% of his passes, 281 yards. And you take a look at him, he's currently fifth in all of Division II in completion percentage. Uh, sometimes you you, you got to have a quarterback. They can get the ball to the receivers. I think West Virginia – uh, they're on the cusp of something big. We're going to see them jump into the polls. I got them with a win over Concord. In fact, they've beaten Concord six times on the road. Good stuff. Good stuff. Drew, what are your thoughts in terms of this matchup? Hey, 
first of all, that Mountain East uh, conference schedule, you know, they play 10 conference games. So when you win that conference, you have truly earned it because you go pretty much go against everybody in that conference as they only allow one non-conference game. But West Virginia State, despite a one and one record, averaging 36 points per game, rushing for almost 200 yards per game. And we talked about this on the sports wrap on Sunday with this with the clock, and I think I even mentioned it a little bit uh, on the Sunday morning show, Dr. Cavill, the change in the rule where the clock not stopping on first downs has kind of changed the dynamics to not not necessarily the team who has the most rushing yards, but the most rushing attempts, which allows you to shorten, allows you to shorten the game up. So when you're running for almost 200 yards per game, mm. So seventy four attempts in two games. So they're averaging about what's that thirty seven attempts per game. That's that's the type of offense that you need to short games up, take control of the games, and let your defense do what it needs to do because the defense is over on the side resting. I'm with Charles West Virginia State. They, they're going to get this game. They'll drop a game in the conference. I don't think this is the one that they're, they're going to drop though. With that being said, before we go into the second break. Lady Drew, I did want to ask you this question as the SIE group on the show officially. We'll do the SIEC game for the week on Thursday as well as the CIAA game. But I wanted to ask you now, which SIEC game of the week would you want to keep your eyes on and why? Allen, Kentucky State. Uh, they are at that in the game. top seven? They, they are in the top seven. Kentucky State just dropped out of the top seven. So this if with Kentucky State have an opportunity to get a victory, get back in the top seven. But let's ask the question that everybody wants to know. Is Allen for real? Is Allen mm-hmm. for real? I've all, I've said it, I said it Sunday. The, the best quarterback in the SIAC, not named Kelvin Durham, sits in Columbia, South Carolina right now in David Wright. This is the test for us to see if it's fool's goal in Allen at Allen. Or is this a team that is going to sneak up on somebody? Because every year there's somebody in these conferences that sneaks up on uh, somebody. It was Benedict last year. We knew Benedict was going to be good. No one expected them to be that good last year. So is Allen that team, or is it is it just you know? Hey, it it, it 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 was a good peep, but when you took her out on a date, she had no conversation for you. She looked good, but she had no conversation. <laughs> no sense. <laughs> good stuff we'll be right back out of this break great comments in terms of those games we will turn it over and get into the mid i mean the major division rankings and then some major matchups stick with us we'll be right back after this third break Patton and associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood we're turning injury to cash t madden and associates obtained almost two million dollars for my injury they turned my injury to cash now we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madnet Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123.
When it comes to professional learning, teachers deserve better. From the leader in online learning, Stride brings you the Stride Professional Development Center, an on-demand library of mobile-friendly courses that gives teachers choice and flexibility, allowing them to learn anytime and anywhere. Our dynamic courses provide bite-sized learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours. It's time you take charge of your learning. Visit us today to get started. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love you. So listen to Professor Yesa and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. Let's get into these rankings in terms of the major division. See what you think in week number two. Uh, teams dropping out this week, Caribbean and Panthers at home. Got beat up a little bit there, 1-1 one one on the season. They're still 1-0 in the conference race, which is the positive thing. Alabama State Hornets will stun in many people's eyes as uh, Miles Golden Bears gets it done as they lose a D2 SIAC. Uh, so that continues the matchup there. And half Pirates drop out as well after what they thought was a big win in week one over Grandma. They fall to the rival in week two, Norfolk State. With that being said, let's get into the top seven and see what that looks like this week. At number seven, we have a team that is not ranked. Jumping into the top seven, Alabama mm -hmm. and Bulldogs, a one and one on the season. Uh, they get the showdown this week as they go to Southern. They'll be going in as the seventh-ranked team in the poll rankings. We'll see what that looks like. At number six, you also have a non-ranked team jumping in. Uh, Bulldogs come in with 157 points, I should say. Howard Bison at number six, one and one on the season as they get a win over Morehouse, 170 points, not ranked last weekend. That is the Morehouse Maroon Tigers we just talked about in their matchup going back into another classic. At number five, Tennessee State Tigers, one and one on the season. They get the big win. Told you about the player of the week out of the Big South OVC. Tennessee State Tigers uh, rolling now after getting a victory tough opening game against Notre Dame, but they bounce back with a win in the Southern Heritage Classic, 174 points. As we get into those teams that are ranked, guess who's back in the top four? At number four, Jackson State Tigers, 2-1 and one on the season, 0-1 in the conference race, uh, but they are 175 points. They are up three spots in the poll after bouncing back after week number one. At number three, Morgan State Bears, 1-1. One and one. Many folks, they would feel like they were that close, maybe seconds away, literally, from being 2-0 and and shocking an FBS program win. But now uh, they have to get that mojo back after being 1-1, and 200 points. But they remain at number three. And number two, Florida A&M Rallis, 1-1 and on the season. 1-0 and in conference race, 2-0, two first place votes, and they just keep rolling. They did have their loss to South Florida, but they look good if there's such a thing. At number one, North Carolina Central Eagles are 2-0. They beat up on uh, Aggies as they just keep rolling in that Carolina Classic there. North Carolina Central gets it done. 11 first place, folks, 231 total points. They are and continue to be the unanimous number one team in the major division poll rankings. I started with you, Charles. So I'm going to go to you, A.D. Drew. Let me know what do you think of the top seven this week in – Dr. Will's Inside the HBCU Huddle Report, the Age of Division Rankings for week number two. 
Hey, Dr. Kabir, this is the byproduct of when you switch from a top five to a top seven. There's a couple of teams on this list that don't deserve to be, to be up here right now. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm just I'm just being real. Uh, and then you've oh, got yeah. we've got a, we've got a team that's receiving votes. Prairie View Panthers, Prairie View. Beat long victory came in the SWAC West. They hold the mantra for the SWAC West with the only victory in the two weeks that the SWAC West has played a game. But that victory came against the SWAC West opponent. So let's discount that one right there. Alabama State, we've already went through that one. Hampton, we kind of gone through that one. But get back into it. Alabama A and M is kind of there by default. I mean, because <laughs> <laughs> you have to. Because you said we go up with the top seven, that's why Alabama A and M is there. That's right now, they have not. They have they they, they lost big in week one, and they beat a D two. They you supposed to be blamed, and I'm, I'm just being I'm just being for real. I would I would think about switching Howard over Tennessee State. Yeah, uh, I've got to put Jackson State over Morgan. I, I know Charles loves me saying that. You know, poor poor Morgan. Uh, if you watch ESPN, Scott Van Pelt last night after the after the game last night, uh, you know the bad beats, the top bad beat of the week was Morgan, Morgan. State. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I was yeah, waiting on the, the top. Right. Bad I wasn't gonna say nothing, but week. it's true. It was, <laughs> and, and and that that was anyway. I. Go back and listen to Sunday Sports Rap and listen to how I broke that down and how that should have gone on. But anyway, I'm done. But oh, I, I can't argue with you with the uh with number number one and number two. I do think Jay Say should be number three though. All I'm gonna say is those Bulldog fans, Alabama and them, send your texts and tweets to this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was me. I just do the rankings. I just put it together. He's not a believer, but I, I say this. You got a chance to go down to Baton Rouge. Maybe if you do something nice down there, you get another belief. We'll see. Charles, what do you think of in this top rankings? What are your thoughts on all this? I would uh, just to eyeball test the way Howard looked against uh, Eastern Michigan and then they come out dominant against Morehouse. Howard would be on top of Tennessee State for me. Uh, Tennessee State with uh, the squeaker is almost a miracle in Memphis there for UAPB. And that, 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 it's interesting how a loss sort of invigorated a fan base. You know, that, that's, that's, that was very interesting to me to kind of watch uh, UAPB's fan base this past week. Uh, Jackson said, I can't say enough about that. That is a, that's a huge win, uh, especially oh, yeah. uh, coming off of the Florida AM loss. Uh, if any time there was a team licking their chops, waiting on Jackson State to come in, uh, was Southern home opener, Pete Richardson Classic, and they spoiled the party. That, that's big. That's big for TC's uh, program. That's that's big for Jackson State uh, going forward. And like I said, if, if you don't get Jackson State early, they, they get dangerous. Uh, they get dangerous uh, down the schedule. So uh, we'll see if, you know, Florida A&M gives back any ground. But I tell you what, it's hard to go against uh, North Carolina Central Florida A&M right now. Uh, they both look the part. They both look like the two best teams uh, in HBCU football. They look like two two of the better teams in FCS football, period. Good stuff, good stuff. So you say you have Howard over Tennessee State? 
Yeah, I think Howard is looking a little bit better at the Tennessee State. And, I agree. And, 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 and the data right now, Tennessee State, of course, they had uh, Notre Dame uh, wipe that one off. But just me looking at them versus UAPB, I thought they were going to be a little bit more dominant in regards to the defense. But, you know, Swag got Offensive Player of the Week off of Tennessee State's defense because uh, John is – uh, uh, he ran for 167 mm. yards against Tennessee State. So eyeball test. I think Howard just looked a little better than Tennessee State thus far. John is a previous running back. Yeah, I would concur with you, Charles, on that. Mm. In terms of this for you, Drew, who would you have in the top seven since you're not excited about Alabama A&M being ranked there this week at least? Honestly, I would cut it off at six. That's how <laughs> – <laughs> I, I mean, because I mean, there is nobody there outside who who's receiving votes who dropped out who who's looked sexy, who's looked apart. Uh, hell, Wildcats! Hell, Wildcats! Give give a throw a when you vote. They they beat Savannah State. Savannah State <laughs> haven't showed me nothing yet, man. Come on, man. And I'm being serious. No way. Hey. Else has shown me anything to make me believe that. They, let me put you like this: Your number seven slot is going to be like a revolving door this year. With what I've seen through the two weeks of football this year, Doctor Cavill, you're going to be struggling to find out who's number seven right now until somebody looks the part. Yeah, yeah, I can't argue with that. That's a great point, especially for the next couple of weeks. It's going to be interesting to see just how long that goes on, who rotates in and out of the top seven. Will somebody have on the top seven and maybe even push their way up? Uh, that will be fascinating to say. But last thing, since you're picking on number seven, I said that purposely, Norfolk State? <laughs> <laughs> who? Norfolk, Norfolk State. State. That's a good one. He said yeah. who? <laughs> All right, let me go to a break before we get all of us in trouble. We got Bulldogs batting. Hornets batting. Spartan Nation batting. He said, who? Oh, my God. Behold, the way to go. already told us about Tennessee State and talk about he's not looking to part either. With that being said, we'll be back after this last break. We'll come back on the other side, continue with some major talk. We'll have the major classic game of the weekend in the game of the week. Maybe we can get in some insight in some of these programs to see what's going on as we get into some matchups for this week. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this last break. 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillars of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? 
At CDW, we get speed as the new currency of success. Our team spends way too much time tending to outdated applications and software when they should be focused on driving application agility and innovation. CDW Amplify Development Services modernizes software and application development to help accelerate innovation and digital transformation. So you mean building new applications, UI, and mobile interfaces? Well, you said you needed to innovate more quickly. Oh, so he's a listener. To do more at scale, trust CDW Amplify Development Services. Nope. Nope. Come on, him? Ooh, I like him. Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah, and who the ball, ball. So listen to Professor Yesa and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Mills inside the HBC Sports Lab. These two gentlemen help me with my poll rankings. They look concerned next week. I need some teams to get some wins. They might be struggling. We might have to do something else, go to a top five. And we'll stick with the top seven. We'll do it. I'm just saying. I know. I know. So it's early. It's early. Let's go to the major division, and we're going to go with the classic game of the week. We got a nice matchup. It's a battle to HU. I know (laughs) Brian likes to say it's all HU right now. Howard is looking for the H back because they hadn't had much success. But if there's a time to get it, it might be now. Number six ring, Howard Bison. In Audi Field, Truth and Service Classic, we got another MEAC CAA. I almost said the word, but I'm not going to do that. Coastal. Colonia. Uh, whatever. We there. Since Coach Oliver can go off, I can go off too. But that being said, it's Saturday, September the 16th, 2.30 p.m. Hampton Pirates. Matchup number six, Howard Bison, one and one versus uh, what would be Hampton. I have them way down there at like number 12 in terms of the teams that are ahead of them. So, seriously, if Bison want to make a statement, this is a chance to do it in regards to saying that um, the MEAC is for real. What's interesting in this matchup, you got a couple of these games. You have nine games essentially between the MEAC and the Coastal Athletic Association. Currently, Check this out. The MIAC has won the first three. Uh, they only need two to win the series. Mm. Can they take a large step this weekend? Because you got a couple of matchups uh, to get out there. In fact, you got three of them this week in terms of what's going on. So it'll be interesting to see how far a statement the MIAC can make. But with that, let's focus on this matchup. Charles, Howard Bison versus Hampton. What are your thoughts? Who you have? I think Coach Treala threw the gauntlet down for the MIAC. So I'm I'm ready to go all in, MIAC over And that CAA. was your question. That was your question. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I, when I heard the answer, I was like, well, that one was going viral. So, <laughs> but I, I like the matchup. I like Howard. I like uh, Howard's running back, Jared Hunter. Uh, I believe uh, uh, Howard has good balance with regards to running the pass. So I really think Howard can get this uh, W over Hampton this weekend. 
Well, um, Silas McMorris agrees with you, Charles. He, he picking Howard. Let me go to you, Drew. Yeah. What are your thoughts in terms of matchup between Howard and Hampton? I, I agree with my brother Charles over there at the BIAC. Despite being the perceived weaker conference, has shown their dominance over the CAA thus far this season. Although the BIAC may drop a game to the CAA over the, what, nine games that they play, I don't think this is going to be the game that the BIAC will drop. You know, there's, there's a lot of pride going on there in D.C. Mm-hmm. Howard is back in the business of athlete to go with the student. You know, for so long it's been student then athlete. Now they're, they're merging the two together. They are student athletes at Howard. They got a lot of good things going on at Howard. The only thing I, I'm wondering is moving the game to Audi Field, it, does that take away that atmosphere? Because, yes, you're in D.C., mm. but you're not at Green Stadium. And is that mm. enough to let the HBCU killers come in and do what they do? Because that is what Hampton is. They are the HBCU killers. Mm. Out there, they play. They play you non-conference. It's a, it's been a dub for Hampton up until this year for the last three or four years. So beware, Howard. But I think Howard has Howard has what it takes on paper. Question is, can they execute? Mm. That's a great point because even last year they beat A and T, that is now a conference foe uh, in terms of football. At that time, A and T was in the Big South Conference. Um, and so that's fascinating. Look at that. Uh, Hampton is one and one on the season. A couple of more matchups. It'll be interesting to see how they fare and see if there's a change of tie. Talking about the Big South, they have merged with the OBC. So this week, in terms of our independent non-conference game of the week, uh, we have in East Green. Uh, in uh, this matchup is at Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. In terms of what's going on here. You have the number five Tennessee State Tigers hosting a Garner Webb Bulldogs. Tigers coming in at one and one, as well as the Bulldogs coming in one and one. This is a conference matchup since the merger of the Big South and OBC. I'll say again, it is at five o'clock, and it'll be fascinating to see what this looks like in terms of the game going forward. I'm going to stay with you, Drew. Garner Webb Bulldogs and Tennessee State. Can Tennessee State continue to climb up the mountain? Uh, as Coach Eddie George kind of changed the tide, this the game where they can say, hey, we want to march towards the championship or at least start off in good fashion. What are your thoughts in terms of this matchup? Can they? Yes. Will they? I hope so. You know, t- Tennessee State needs to get off to a good foot in whatever we're calling this uh, combined conference uh, this year. Tennessee State has everything. They have. They definitely have the defense. They have the yeah. running game. Can Tennessee State play a clean game? That is the question. Yeah. You know, um, not not a whole lot of penalties. No no turnovers. You know, take advantage. Uh, defense gives the offense short fields. That's what that's what this is going to be. Especially when you're when you're on the road in in hostile territory. Tennessee State has everything that they need to win. But they've got to find that one last thing to get over that hurdle and put all the pieces together and get off and make everybody else in this new combined conference fear them. Drew, uh, Brandon King said it won't be a walk in the park 
for TSU. So similar to what you're saying, he said, yeah, but he's not too sure. He wants to see it done. Before I ask you on this matchup, I want to shout out Emma Price. She says, thank Charles. I believe that's for when you gave a shout out to Bethune Cookman and talk about they may should be in the ranking. <laughs> With that being said, let's go back to this independent matchup and get your thoughts. Tennessee State, uh, obviously, uh, Jackson State has lost, left the Southern Heritage Classic. They did it in fine fashion after winning the last two matchups. But Tennessee State says they want to show a thing or two. Can they do it in the Big South OBC, this new merger? As Drew says, whatever they want to call it. Uh, conference. What are your thoughts in terms of this going away matchup? Is uh, they play some good football coming out of the Big South? Got it done last yeah. year, uh, yeah. so they're at the top of the mountains. So they're gonna feel really good about their chances uh, to repeat yeah. uh, in this new framework of a conference. Uh, what are your thoughts in terms of this matchup, Charles? This is tough. This will be a tough uh, test for Tennessee State. Uh, but Drew, you touched on something that I think. Uh, plays into how I think Eddie George wants to uh, wants to see this program and physicality and the number of rushing attempts. So I'm looking for uh, this game for Jalen Rouse uh, to get uh, be well over 20 rushing attempts to kind of control the clock, keep guarding the webs of offense off the field. Uh, like I said, I think Tennessee State has some pieces on defense. James Green mentioned him earlier being the OBC Defensive Player of the Week. Uh, for them, to get a win over a Gardner Webb, uh, they've got to be able to bring some physicality in this game and run the football, eat up some time, and limit Gardner Webb possession. So, that being said, I'm 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 a roll with Tennessee State on this one, but this is tough. This is going to be a tough. One. The thing is, they can't turn the ball five. Can't turn the ball over five times. That killed that yeah. Team yeah. Brought that up against Pine Clean game. Uh, you can't yeah, do that. You think you're going to find a way to fight and win and win this game against Garner Webb. Just can't get it done. With that said, let's come to a close. Uh, getting out of here. Any final thoughts in terms of this week for you, Drew? No, it's uh, beware Florida A&M. Last week you played a FBS team in South Florida. This week you've got one of the better teams in Division Two football in West Florida, you got a home winning streak there at Bragg. Don't let the bragging stop against the D2 team. Uh, the orange and green would never let Willie hear the end of it. The hell would Jack beat Jackson State. Y'all just lost to West Florida. That's what the uh, that's what the thing gonna be. If uh, Fab you can't pull it off this weekend, beware, Fab you. Let's, let's get refocused and do what we got to do to handle this game. Yeah, I think, uh, um. Charles, your thoughts, any final thoughts? A couple of years ago, Jackson State, similar type of framework, brought up Division Two, got it done uh, in fine fashion. Folks question it in terms of coming into that matchup, but they took it on the chin, extra demons, and kept it going. Last mm -hmm. year against Campbell at a Colonial, another shout-out to um, Swag School getting it done against uh, the CAA. With that said, any final thoughts for you in terms of this week? All eyes will be on Mumford this weekend, Baton Rouge, with Alabama A&M coming into Baton Rouge. So the question is, can Southern bounce back the way Jackson State bounced back against them? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. you, you got a tough, swack East opponent. You got a hard running back to bring down uh, that's rested. He didn't play this past week. <laughs> so they got two, two tough rushers, Ryan Morrow and 
uh, Donovan Eagle coming into uh, Southern this weekend. Southern got to find some offense from somewhere. Mm, good points. Guess what? That's going to be our sweat game of the week on Thursday, so we get a chance to get your inside thoughts in terms of going in that. Uh, with that being said, I want to say thanks, Drew, coming hey, Doc. in. Uh, hey, Doc, before, for the fences. Before we do it, can can I get just a second? Uh, sure. An asshole moment of silence. Uh, I don't know if you was watching Sunday. Uh, lost a member of uh, my family, lost my aunt this last weekend, and then uh, also found out that I lost my cousin, and I've got to go home and uh, got with my aunt's on my dad's side, my cousin's on, on my mother's side of the family. But on Friday, I've got to be at home for not one but two two memorial services. So uh, if, if y'all don't mind joining me in a moment of silence for my family, the Drew Andy Stepney family, uh, both sides of my family. Certainly, we'll do a moment of silence. Uh, with that being said, our hearts are certainly with you and want you to have traffic and breaks with that. Let's have a moment of silence for our colleague, A.D. Drew, and his family. That being said, I want to say thank you for listening to Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kiana Khalil, the Dean of HBC. HBCU Sports coming from inside the lab in the College of HBC Sports. You might watch Charles Bishop. Again, we want to thank you for listening. Dr. Bill's Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, and special colleague, this associate professor, as we put him on tenure track, A.D. Drew. Every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock, we look forward to discussing the latest news in the lab on Thursday. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's the author. K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Inside HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter, Facebook, and inside the HBC Sports Lab on YouTube and Facebook. And I guess now they say formerly uh, known as Twitter on X. Dream Big, continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles? Horse. AD? Lecture. Dismissed.